people do stigmatise you because you've diagnosed with dementia. I mean, my opinion, before I was diagnosed, somebody with dementia was, like I said to you, an old fella or an old lady with a walking stick, possibly in an in a old people's home. Hello and welcome to the Dementia Together podcast. My name is Jessica Hubbard and in this episode I will be revisiting a chat between our former deputy editor Gareth Bracken and 63-year-old Andy Paul from Deeside in North Wales who has been diagnosed with young onset dementia. Yeah, I was born in a place called Nairsborough. It's a beautiful little village about four miles from Harrogate, about 17 miles from Leeds. Due to my father being in the forces, um, we lived all over Britain, you know, um, Rutland, North Yorkshire, they're only to name two. There's probably about seven or eight different places in Britain we've lived. We lived in Singapore, a place called Changi and Salita. Don't ask me how to spell them. I'd imagine it was challenging for me parents. But also can, from my point of view, I saw, especially living in Cyprus, I saw some really good times. It gave me opportunities I wouldn't be able to do in this country. You know, we lived a mile, well, less than a mile, half a mile from a beach. So after school every day, it was swimming, snorkeling. Moving around a lot for his father's RAF postings meant that Andy wasn't able to get an apprenticeship when he left school, but he did find a job that he loved. Due to my father being in the RAF, I had interest in, obviously, in aircraft and building. I tried to get a job in British Aerospace, they were called then. But again, due to my father being in the services, it went against me. Because they didn't offer me an apprenticeship I wanted, in case my father was posted again. And I took up my roots and... So I subsequently got a job with British Steel, where I worked. And I loved the job, absolutely loved it and I worked there till I was made redundant. Andy's main hobbies include motorbikes and being an avid Leeds United supporter. He also says he was a bit of a party animal. And in terms of your hobbies slash interests, I believe Leeds United is, <laughs> is a big one. My main hobby is, I, was, I still am I suppose, but I just don't get the opportunities like I used to. I supported Leeds from a, from a young age really, being so my Yorkshire roots. But I had a season ticket for 10 years, followed Leeds all around the country, went to near enough every home game, a lot of the away games, had lots of fun. And I mean, sometimes an away game would take up your whole weekend. But uh, yeah, we had some really good days home and away. And when we didn't go on the coach, we all traveled in a little Nissan Micra. What about is it motorbike, motorcycle racing? Yeah, I was quite, um, a, quite, quite a motorsport fanatic. More bikes than cars, but you know I'd still go and watch cars. And the local circuit to us is Alton Park, which at a young age I'd cycle from. It's probably about 25 to 30 miles away, and I'd go for a weekend meeting. I'd cycle there as a young kid, you know. But I really enjoyed it. But I still, if I get chance to go, I still go and watch the the bike racing. Did you ever own a bike yourself? Yeah, yeah, I had a motorbike myself. Probably, I had an old uh, Yamaha FS1E. Everybody used to call it a fizzy. And in them days, everybody had one. Every every 16-year-old wanted a fizzy. Forgetting an important date prompted Andy to go to his GP to talk about his memory problems. When did you first notice something might be the matter with your health? 
I had one or two issues regarding sort of remembering things. And I just put them down to getting older. And one thing that really hit home with me was I got up one morning and I, I'll never, well, I remember now because it, it was um, March the 4th, which is my daughter's birthday. And I forgot it was my daughter's birthday. But I also realised that something wasn't right because I've never forgot any of my kids' birthdays. Andy phoned his GP for advice and was referred to a memory clinic. He found one common memory test particularly challenging and was then booked in for a brain scan. I went to the memory clinic. One test that really tripped me up more than anything, I was asked to draw a clock. So I, I drew a, a round circle and I went to put the numbers in. And when I put all the numbers in, I was left with the number 12. And the lady was very patient. She said, try it again. And I, and I just couldn't remember where the number 12 went. I was sent to the local hospital for a brain scan. I had the brain scan. And on having the brain scan, I knew coming out of the scan that things weren't right. And so I said, I don't want you to beat about the bush. I want you to be straight to the point with me. You know, don't pussyfoot round. If it's, you know, if it's not good news, then it's not good news. She said, okay, you've got Alzheimer's disease. Because Andy was under the age of 65 at the time of his diagnosis, he is considered to have young onset dementia. I think for about 30 seconds, I was a bit horrified. I mean, obviously I, I came home and did some research on the internet. Following his diagnosis, Andy was guided through what to do next, but one thing particularly upset him. The three things I remember most was one, I just surrendered my driving license. Two was inform car insurance and the other one was sort of to, in, to inform my G, local GP. I was quite alarmed about the driving licence thing and that was, I think that was probably the only thing that upset me more than anything. I didn't dwell on self-pity or anything and getting back to the driving licence, I was determined to get that like I, I can't justify how they can just one day tell you you can drive and the next day tell you you can't drive. And I did the online, the online theory test. It's not recognised by the DVLA, but for my own peace of mind, I think I found myself doing it four or five times a day. And after two months, I got 100% every time, you know. Um, I went on a driving assessment and the guy told me, after, after the assessment, I got out of the car and the guy said, he shook his head, he said, they should not have even contemplated taking your driving license off you. You know, which probably means more to me than, than most things. So to recap, Andy Paul is 63 and lives alone in Deeside, North Wales. After moving around for his father's RAF postings, Andy left school and went on to a career in the construction industry. He then drove a goods vehicle, later working in a warehouse. His hobbies include motorsports and being a Leeds United fan. Andy went to his GP after he forgot his daughter's birthday. He was then referred to a memory clinic and was diagnosed with Alzheimer's in 2019. Andy says the help he received from a young onset nurse and an Alzheimer's Society dementia support worker was really helpful, enabling him to claim the benefits he was entitled to. Um. In another short period of time, I was contacted by the young onset, uh, young onset dementia nurse 
Her name was Isabel Hughes. She was absolutely fantastic, absolutely fantastic. She came here and visited me twice a week for six months and she was so helpful. Any questions I wanted, she would do her best to answer. I was, I was then contacted by David Allmark, what a lovely, tremendous guy from the Alzheimer's Society, and a lady called Maris Parker-Stewart. They both contacted me. Um, they both helped me with filling in forms, regards benefits, which were quite challenging, to be honest. You know, I'd, if David hadn't put, he put me onto a company called Age Connect, if he hadn't done that, I wouldn't have filled the forms in. Andy wondered how he would tell his three grown-up children about his dementia diagnosis. Having a plan in place and doing research beforehand helped him to be prepared. I was advised that it was good to get a lasting power of attorney in place, which I did. I paid for that myself. I got my will drawn up and I got a funeral plan drawn up. And then I thought about just giving my kids the information they need, telling them. And it was hard, but now, now I've got all them three things in place, the lasting power of attorney, the will, and it's, we can all get on with our lives now. We're not dwelling on it. You know, it's done, it's dusted. They're all in a file. When the time comes, they can pick the file up. I think it's two phone calls and everything's sorted out. I mean, my kids took it fairly. My daughter, who, who I thought would have been a blubbering wreck, she took it fine. My son, who I thought was stronger, he was he took it quite bad. But now we'd now we even joke about it, you know. They tell me my name's Cyril. And you were saying about not dwelling on it, not going down the road of self-pity. What is your mindset when it comes to thinking about dementia and life with dementia? Well, don't look too far forward. Probably a month or two at a time. And also, don't dwell on the end. It's inevitable it's going to come, but we all die sometime. You're dying from the day you were born. You know, just be positive. I was always I was always laughing and joking. I was always acting the goal, practical joker, and I'm still the same. Andy has been very open about his diagnosis and says he gets great pleasure out of educating and helping others. I, I spoke to first year medical students at Bang University and that one student actually stood up. She said, you don't look like somebody that's got dementia. So my, my reply to that was, what does somebody with dementia look like? Quite, quite around the local area. I'm quite a well-known, I'm not blowing my own trumpet, but I'm quite a well-known person. I'm a character, which I know. And people do talk and you'll get one or two people say, oh, have you heard about Andy? Which to me, it's getting the awareness out there. But sometimes it does have its negatives where you do get, which I've experienced is people avoid you. You know, I had one friend that uh, he heard about my di diagnosis and he actually crossed the road. So I went after him and I said, are, are you speaking, Eric? He went, yeah, of course I am. He said, but I'm sorry, I didn't know what to say. I heard about your date and I didn't know what to say. I sort of put him in the picture, made him wise and now he, he, I can't shut him up about it. Which is, which to me, it's a major positive. It's just not the awareness out there. Because if, if I got feedback from one person that said, oh, I heard you on the radio, or one, I, 
I saw you in a newsletter or I saw you in an advert, you know, I'd be, I'd, I'd be so, so blessed. Next steps. The Dementia Guide has tips and advice after a recent diagnosis. Go to alzheimers.org.uk forward slash dementia guide or call 0300 303 5933. For our young onset dementia 688 fact sheet, visit alzheimers.org.uk forward slash get hyphen support or call 0300 303 5933. For personalised information and advice, call our Dementia Connect support line on 0333 150-3456 or for Welsh speakers call 033-00-947-400. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe for more Alzheimer's Society podcasts. This podcast was written by Jessica Hubbard, recorded by Gareth Bracken and produced by Meteorite.